When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sit in friends in the morning. 77 WABC. I'm alright. Nobody but about me. Why you got to give me a fight? Can't you just let it be? Lakeway Kenny Loggins, of course, this song was used in the movie Caddyshack of being that Giuliani's on a golf course again. It only makes sense. You know, right now, Savannah Guthrie, as far as I know, she's on the morning show, the Today Show on NBC, but for some reason, she's on CNN. She's got a new book out, Faith Journey. It's called Out of My Comfort Zone. So I guess Savannah Guthrie found God recently. <laughs> and this, um, I can't hear it, obviously, because... I'm hosting a radio show so I could just see it out of the corner of my eye. But this has to be the dumbest conversation in the history of television. Savannah Guthrie and some other idiotic CNN morning show host. And then she, I guess she has to, is it right across the street or something? How does she do the, uh, the Today Show if she's doing this? Well, God, who cares? But what that's, what, that's are, they ta- what are they talking They're about? They're talking about her stupid book. She found God. Oh, yes. She she God, had, right. She's got doubt, suffering, yeah. tragedy. This lady should kiss the ground. She's got <laughs> no talent whatsoever. She makes millions and millions of dollars on a Today Show. She's not even all that good looking. Got a car picking her up. Probably. Oh, my God. She found God. Give me a Everybody's got to write a book when they find God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> What's God thinking, Brian? By the way, you know, I've been here. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know where you've been. Yeah, I've been very good to you. Yeah. Right. So last time Giuliani <laughs> called me, he was on the golf course Friday. This is a true story. I've told you this. And he goes, oh, hold on a second. Somebody wants to say hello. And the next voice I heard was President Trump. And we were on for a couple of minutes together. And he just, well, he's the best. What could I say? But uh, Giuliani is right back in that same place about the golf with 45 once again. The great Andrew Giuliani. Andrew, good morning, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great. Well, Sid, what ended up happening was we played through a group the other day, and, uh, of course, the group wanted to take pictures with President Trump, and President Trump, uh, you know, loves, loves taking pictures with his fans. So I went on over there, and as I'm driving by, one of the guys, while they're about ready to take a picture, said, Oh, my God, I listen to you on WABC radio all the time. And so we got to talk, and, he's, uh, and, and uh, the president said, How's my buddy Sid doing? I said, Well, why don't you ask him yourself? And, and we gave you a call. And uh, he's very excited that you're going to come see him in Mar-a-Lago in, uh, in less than a month right now. He did say that. Yeah, he did say that. In fact, he even said, I want to carve out some time for you. He said, Andrew, make sure we carve out some time. You know, what struck me is, and you're right, the phone call started with him saying, how you doing, Sid? And my next, my response was, more importantly, how are you doing? And I said yeah. that because... This was Friday. This was literally like an hour before I knew the judge was going to come down very hard on Trump, and he did, right? $363 million, another $100 million in interest. We're talking nearly a half a billion dollars. And yet, yet, 
Trump gets on the phone with me, could not have been nicer, in a better mood, upbeat about the election. You're playing golf again with the president this morning. How does he do that? It's amazing. I think he thrives in the chaos. And it's, it's kind of similar to the way that uh, I look at my father and all this stuff where, you know, you'd think you'd just be a beaten down man when you realize that, uh, you know, over the week you've lost a half a billion dollars and what they try to do, do for you, do for you. But I think they realize just how important this is for the country. You know, I haven't really spent much time with him since Friday, since the ruling. I saw him very briefly. Um, but I had somebody, a good friend of mine, who was on the plane with him on Saturday going to both Pennsylvania and Michigan. And so I asked him uh, when they came back on Sunday, I said, how's he feeling? He said, you couldn't tell. You, you would mm. not know mm. that this judgment was against him. If anything, he made a joke about it and saying it was kind of an expensive week for me. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad these <laughs> shoes seem to be doing well because I got to make it up somewhere. But he was he was injecting levity into the conversation after that ruling. So that's just the way he is. He um, actually, Alina Haba, his attorney, who yeah. said a couple of days ago, don't worry, he's got the cash. She is set to join me right after Andrew coming up in about 20 minutes. You don't want to miss that. But getting back to the president, you mentioned he was in Pennsylvania, Michigan on Saturday. Last night he was in Greenville, South Carolina. Of course, this Saturday is the primary against that annoying biatch, Nikki Haley. And uh, he was great. He was on with Laura Ingram. They did a Fox News uh, town hall he talked about everything. He compared himself to Navalny, which really pisses off the liberal media. He talked about the ridiculous uh, civil case uh, fraud ruling. He talked about Nikki Haley, talked about Joe Biden. And then he talked about the VP stuff, Andrew. And he was on the show with me, not the last interview, the one before. And he really played down the importance of the VP. He did. He said, listen, Sid, nobody wins the presidency based upon who they pick as a running mate. Yet, yet, it is a huge part of the conversation. And last night he did mention Tim Scott, Vivek Ramaswamy, Ron DeSantis. Uh, Ingram also mentioned Christy Nome, Tulsi Gabbard, Byron Donalds. I did not hear the name Elise Stefanik, but the point is the VP discussion was front and center last night. you have any thoughts? Yeah, and I think what Trump says on this, again, is right. I think, if anything, a vice president, if you look back at the past history, recent history of picking a vice president, it can cost you more than it can help you. But when you're talking about somebody like Donald Trump, um, I think that uh, you know he takes so much of the oxygen that it almost doesn't matter, except for this one thing, right? Considering Trump gets in, wins, he's got four years – you know that that vice presidential nominee, whoever ends up becoming the vice president, becomes an instantaneous front runner basically the day that they get sworn in. And their campaign basically starts two years from when they end up starting. So I think more than anything, not necessarily to win this election, but when you look at the future of the conservative movement, um, I think that's why this selection is so important. Less for the actual votes on election day or election season, as President Trump likes to point out, in November. But what does this look like for the next 8 to 12 years? Because if you look at all of the uh, – by the way, I'm getting an Amber Alert on my phone right now while I'm calling in to you. <laughs> so let's hope that's what the beeping is on all this. I'm trying to shut it off. So I, uh, there we go. It's off here. Uh, let's hope that child is, is good and returned. And check your uh, – if you're in South Florida, check your phones now and make sure that you can take a look at that child. But going back to the vice president – I think it's so important for the conservative movement going forward here that you have a plan over 8 to 12 years because it's not just going to take four years of Trump to solve some of these issues, the way that they're targeting parents, the way that they're injecting this uh, gender-bending crap into kids' 
minds in schools. This is going to take a decade to do that, and President Trump is going to start this and, and take a uh, take a very very big step in uh, in making sure our country follows as a constitutional republic. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. One more on President Trump, and especially his town hall last night. You know, The View on Monday discussed a potential debate between Trump and Biden, and all these ladies hate Donald Trump. They despise him. And one by one, they admitted they were scared to death that Trump would hammer Biden in a potential debate. So last night it came up again. Will you challenge Biden to a debate, and will he accept? This is Trump with Laura Ingram, cut number six. I'll do it right now on your show. I'll challenge him right now, and we can do you. You can do anybody you want. I'll take anybody from uh, CNN, which is doing very poorly in the ratings, by the way, as you probably (laughs) I'll take anybody... Because I think you have an obligation in this case. You really have an obligation to debate. When it came to the Republicans, you know, I was up by 40, 50, 60 points, like being up on her. Uh, I think a poll just came out. I'm at 91 and she's at 7. And would you debate? You want to be smart. You don't have to waste your time doing so. But that would be instructive to see you versus Biden on any given topic. Regardless of poll numbers. I'm way up on him now in the polls. And... Frankly, I think we have an obligation. When you have the final Republican, the final Democrat, you have the two people you have to debate regardless of How many debates would you commit to? As many as necessary. I would like to do it starting now. I don't think he's going to debate, though. I really don't think so. I mean, we had a debate where he, at the end of the debate, he admitted I was right about almost everything, but in particular on energy. Do you remember? I said, I feel like Perry Mason, the way you just collapsed. Uh, And he admitted everything about energy, and that's what actually happened, and that's why your energy costs went up three and four times. I mean, we had a dollar eighty-seven, and he was up to five, six, seven dollars, and that's going to happen immediately after the election. Let's not even talk about if he wins. We can't allow it to win. We're not going to have a country left. All right. So, Andrew, what do you think? Do you think that Joe Biden will debate Donald Trump at least once, once? I don't think he can sit. I mean, I, I don't know how he can actually get through that debate potentially. I mean, I guess they're going to have to pump him with whatever they can to try to do it once. But, I mean, think about this, though, right? When does the front runner and President Trump, if you look at the polls right now, he's leading in most, if not all, of these swing states in poll after poll, albeit in the single digits, but he's leading in these states. When is it the front runner that's actually calling for the debate? That's how much President Trump wants transparency with regards to Joe Biden. And that's how much the Biden team knows that they can't give it to him because you've got a candidate that can't talk about uh, that, that thinks they're talking to dead presidents, literally. Yeah. So, to, so to me, I think it shows you the confidence that President Trump has. I think it shows you just how little confidence the Biden team has in Biden and just how much President Trump wants transparency. Oh, and by the way, when he talks about 
uh, oil specifically right there. When you talk about what actually fueled Russia to be able to give it the resources to go into Ukraine and invade Ukraine, they now have $600 billion extra dollars that they didn't have because Joe Biden decided to cut off yep. the Keystone Pipeline yep. and everything that was making us energy independent. So thanks a lot, Joe Biden, for actually starting another war here with Russia and Ukraine. That's right. Russia, Ukraine, and and Israel, Hamas, both exactly. because Joe Biden enriched the Russians, he enriched the Iranians, he enriched the Chinese. He is single-handedly destroying, destroying the world. We'll take a short break. When we get back, there's a big Senate race coming up in New York. I had one of the candidates on just yesterday. And there's a big convention coming up tomorrow. Something tells me Giuliani knows an awful lot about this. We'll take a short break. More with Andrew Giuliani right after this. We're going to talk to Alina Haba, Trump attorney, and Peter King coming up this hour. Then we'll go to South Carolina. My friend Nancy Mace standing by at 1015 with the big primary coming up on Saturday. But more here with Andrew Giuliani. So, uh, Andrew, yesterday, our mutual buddy Johnny Tobacco, I brought on his friend, Cara Castronova. She's got a, a big day coming up tomorrow. The convention needs 25% to ensure herself a run for the primary against a guy like Max, uh, Mike Sapraconi in yeah. an effort somewhere down the road to beat Kirsten Gillibrand for Senate here in the state of New York. I know this is a race. You're interested in these are all your buddies, Joe out there, America First Warehouse, all the Giuliani guys. Uh, tell me what you see so far and the possibilities for this New York State Senate race. Yeah, well, first and foremost, I think the New York GOP might be making another mistake here by putting their weight behind Sapricone. And I got to tell you, what really concerns me is just looking back at his past political donations, almost $40,000 in donations to Tom Suozzi, a consistent donor to Democrats. He's given to Republicans too, but I'll tell you one person who he hasn't given a dollar to in 2016, 2020, or in 2024 is Donald Trump. Is that right? So you're telling me that he had $40,000 to throw around, to Tom Suozzi, who even though he plays the part of the moderate, he votes 93% of the time with AOC, votes 100% of the time with Joe Biden, and you're not going to give a dollar to Donald Trump. So a lot of times it's, it's one of those things where uh, the numbers do not lie in terms of where you're going to be. That on top of the fact that he said that he would support sending American troops into Ukraine, sending American troops, not financial aid now, we're talking American troops, I think is very, very concerning when you've got a great conservative warrior in Kara Castronova, who has been out there for the January 6th defendants, really somebody who's a good friend. And by the way, another good friend in Josh Eisen, who was supporting Republicans and conservatives when they were calling Republicans and conservatives insurrectionists. Remember, he was standing with conservatives in 2021, in 2022, at a time when it was very, very tough and who built a very very impressive business empire. So between Kara, her being an incredible fighter, somebody who's built a small business, somebody who I think would be really an America first warrior here for the party, 
And Josh, somebody who understands the business acumen and will stand with you when times get tough, I feel like they're picking the, the, the wrong choice here again, Sid. Why are they doing that? I know he's a former cop. People like that about him. And he's been on the show with me once before. He's actually a pretty smart guy, and he's got a lot of friends, a lot of friends in a lot of high places. Something tells me Peter King is not going to be happy that you and I are talking about Kara Kastanova. So the question is pretty simple. Why is Sapra Cohn a favorite of all these folks? And look, and I like Peter King a lot. Peter King is somebody who I think is a great American. I know, I know our conservative group sometimes have been going after Peter. And, you know, I, I, this is where I look at Peter and I say he is one of the great Americans, one of the great members of Congress that the state of New York has ever had. But you do have to ask, who in Nassau County is doing the vetting out there, right? You had Santos before who has, you know, his litany of lies. He should still be in Congress, by the way, but he obviously was a vetting mistake of Nassau County. And then Mozzie was somebody who was still a registered Democrat who couldn't get the lawfare question down. And now you've got a guy who's given significantly more to Democrats than to Republicans. Obviously, the fact that he was a detective for two decades, I thank anybody who actually went out there and made that sacrifice on a daily basis. But we can't be giving Republican nominations out yeah. to people that seem more inclined to Democratic policies yeah. than Republican policies. So this is just outrageous. No, I agree. Continue to make the same mistake. I agree with you. He also is not a big gun advocate, and I know that Kara, uh, to her credit, is a very big Second Amendment uh, pro Second Amendment. He's not. So, in terms of the issues, Kara certainly has has the better issues, but. You know, you wonder, i got to talk about credibility now. I've been friends with Kara for years, and Johnny, I love her, okay? Uh, but people don't really know who she is. Now, she ran for assembly and did a really good job, got 42% of the vote in a very blue district. But you know what? They, they look at her former boxer and uh, trainer on the big loser, and that's great because, to me, that shows she's got a fighting spirit. But in terms of name recognition, in terms of credibility, how much does Kara really have in this race? In all fairness. Well, does Saprocon have any name recognition? I, I, I don't know. I mean, for some reason, those guys out there in Nassau County love them. Trust me. I speak to those guys about them. I, I think the name recognition is equal in this case, to be perfectly honest. I think if you go into the other 61 counties in the state of New York, um, I think that's one of the things that each and every one of these candidates is going to have to build up over the next uh, eight months before they end up taking on Kristen Gillibrand. So I don't look at that as an advantage for Sapricone at all. I think it's something that all three of the candidates are going to have to do. Look, I think you're going to have somebody who's a conservative warrior in Kara, somebody who actually would write about the January 6th, uh, I'm going to call them victims now, but those people that ended up going through what I think is the absurd prosecution uh, and the conditions that they were in, where you actually had so many of these people kept in prison that were requesting instead to be moved to Guantanamo Bay. She actually had the guts to highlight this when a lot of other Republicans said, you know what, this is an issue. We're not going to talk about them. We're going to let them rot away without them actually having a trial on their hands. She had the guts to do that. And Josh, by the way, Josh Eisen is somebody who's actually built successful businesses, yeah. businesses, somebody who stood with Republicans and conservatives at the exact same time when it was very, very difficult to do that. That's the kind of person that I think when you get a tough vote in the U.S. Senate, is going to come and say, you know what, I'm going to put New Yorkers first, I'm going to put Americans first, and not special interests first. That's the kind of person that I want representing the state of New York. Excellent job, Andrew. Go out there with the president, hit him straight. Uh, the MVP, just so you know, of the Trump office, 
the last couple of days is Margot Martin. That young lady, beautiful, by the way, ended up doing 12 laps at 170 miles per hour inside a NASCAR at uh, Daytona a couple of days ago. So if you see her, let Margot Martin know she's Sid's MVP of the Trump office, okay? Yeah, the only thing she had to do, which was a little bit different, was instead of left turns, when you're with President Trump, you have to make right turns. That's the only thing you have to do. That's a little bit different. I want to be clear about that because we're on radio. I want to paint a visual. That's right. You got to make right turns. Hey, uh, give my give my best to 45. Enjoy yourself out there today. As always, Andrew Giuliani, great job, buddy. Thank you so much. Love you. And by the way, Sid, I think you're as popular in South Florida as you are in New York. I mean, you really are, uh, I think, number one worldwide. Certainly number one in the great United States. You know what's America. weird about what you just said? It's weird you just said that because... Last week, John, Margo, and Chad went down to Florida, not St. Petersburg. They were in Palm Beach. They were in yeah. Naples. And do you know the first thing John Katsimatidis texted me when he got back? He's like, oh, my God, I had no idea how popular you still are down in Florida. I said, great, go buy a station. He said the same exact thing three days ago. <laughs> no, it's absolutely true. I had dinner with them on Friday night, and we were uh, we were you were the topic of conversation. Sid, could you believe that? I had just played golf with President Trump a few hours before, and Sid Rosenberg was the topic of our conversation. It shows you just how you're on top of everybody's mind. <laughs> you're the best. Go out there, have fun today, buddy. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sid. That's the great Andrew Giuliani. He's usually on Fridays, but he's got a busy week ahead, and of course, again, about to hit the links. With 45, we'll take a short break. Hour number three starts off with Donald Trump's attorney, Alina Haba. Very simple question. Does Trump have the money or not? Alina Haba is coming up after the news. You've had an accident. Trust Gabo Law. Personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GaboLaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.